Hello, welcome to the 343 Football Podcast. My name's Dowd. I'm here with Ali today. Hello. And Kadama. Hi. Hello, guys. Um, we'll start off with today's uh, episode with the trivia. We'll get it out of the way and we'll start talking about uh, Arsenal today. Um, that's our hot topic. Uh, going into Mikel Arteta's setup and obviously the the wonder he uh, work he's doing with the current Arsenal uh, setup. Um, so we'll start off with the podcast uh the trivia question sorry um and obviously this trivia uh this week is uh is whoever answers the qu- question the quickest one question no no i've got a few all right okay because usually yeah, you guys have a go at me for not being able to answer the uh the answer well the questions really quickly so oh, right. let's so see out you guys who answers them the quickest now don't get me wrong if i remember correctly jaffa when he asks he you guys usually beat me so let's see how it goes with you. What do you, what you mean? Uh, and this is Premier League orientated. Okay. So it's basically who answers the question yeah, first, yeah, yeah, right? Like I'm not going to give suggestions, but I can as the time goes by because obviously we've got a few questions here today. Okay. So we'll start off with the first question. Uh, in the Premier League 1995-1996 season, which chairman said, if Bergkamp thinks he's going to set the world alight, he can forget it. When the fog, ice and cold arrive, he won't want to know. Fergie? Really. Chairman. He said chairman. chairman. chairman Freddie yeah, Shepard, man, that even though as well before Shepard. Think about it. it, it David Dean. No, it's 1995, 1996. I'm guessing Newcastle's chairman. No, Man United's chairman. Who was Man United's chairman then? I don't know. Okay. If Repeat the quote. Okay. Which chairman said, if Bergkamp think thinks he's going to set... Well, sorry. I'll say that again. If Bergkamp thinks he's going to set Lord the world Jugger. alight... Yeah, Lord Sugar. Well done. Lord Sugar was chairman of who? Tottenham, Tottenham bro. Are you being serious? You didn't know this? Genuinely never knew that he was... Uh... Whoa, you didn't know? Uh, th- yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a know, documentary about myself, him. I was thinking to myself when I asked you to repeat that quote, I was like, why? I, I couldn't name you a single chairman from 95. I 96. thought that was a really easy start. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Not fair enough. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, it's chairman. It's awesome. Yeah. It clicked to me there. You should, yeah, you yeah, should, I mean, every day school interview with his wife, like what emphasis, like what pressure he had on his family. I think he has... A shareholder still in Tottenham to this do, day. I, think I know that. It. I actually do know that. I didn't know he was ever chairman. Though. Yeah, he had he had issues with the management there, and they kind of got him out. Every day to school there. Yeah. Till yeah. this day. So uh, the next question. Uh, so one point to Ali. Um, in the 1998-99 season, 99 season, uh, David Ginola was voted PFA Footballer of the Year, uh, Player of the Season. Sorry, where did Tottenham finish in the league that Eighth. year? Fourth. No. If. No. Sixth. Third? No. Second? No. Fifth? Seventeenth? No. Tenth? No. Eleventh? Thirteenth. Eleventh. Okay. I mean, you're going to go through the whole... Exactly, yeah, yeah. I was waiting for you to say 22nd, but... 22nd, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, eleventh. He's the only player to have won the award while playing for the club that he finished uh, in the bottom half of the cl- uh, table. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. quality fact, that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Only right. player to ever do that so far. Fair enough. Uh, the next question. Uh, you like this one. Uh, in the 2005 and 2006 Premier League season, against which club did Alan Shearer score his last Premier League goal? Portsmouth. April 2006. Nope. Sunderland? Yeah. yeah. Don't know why I thought Portsmouth first, but Sunderland is. So Alan Shearer scored in a 4 1 win against stadium, yeah. in the Stadium of Light. Yeah. He was substituted 10 minutes a penalty, later it? after being yeah, injured. Yeah, does his testimonial against that account or not? 
kidding. It was pretty, it was his last um, appearance before he was retiring. Yeah. I don't know if it was a penalty. I, I don't think it was. I think he got his 260th against Portsmouth. Possibly. Right? Because that was was that his 260th, you said? That was his final... That was his final ever goal. Final ever goal. So it wouldn't have been in Premier League. the 260th. I think he broke maybe Jackie Milburn's record against Portsmouth. I, I feel like Portsmouth was relevant there. I'm, I'm, it's quite embarrassing. Jeff's probably listening to this. Like, so, yeah. well, these guys ah, it's fine, bro. It's all good. Know, he, he's, he, he'd crying. be getting half of these, I'm, I'm telling yeah. you. All right, next question. So that's 2-1. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Come on, Ali. Um, <laughs> in the 2015-2016 season, Jamie Vardy set a new record. Eleven for scoring in consecutive Eleven games. Consecutive How many games? games. Yeah, Eleven. Eleven uh, games. I thought you were going to see against the team. And at oh, the moment, who's mind. on on par with that? Haaland. Haaland. Yeah. Well done. Pretty good. So that's three-one. So there's no chance for you. Sorry. There's <laughs> only one more question. You're so bitter, guys. You remember, you remember uh, the trivia previously. Uh, I'm right, not here for, right, you, for rivalries. I'm just here to you've win. You've got man. one more to make it look respectable. I'm fine so with that, bro. 2019-2020 season. Liverpool set a new record by winning 24 straight home games. Mm-hmm. Which club ended that run with a one-on-one, one-one draw at Anfield Burnley? in July? No, yeah, Burnley it was. Yeah. Even I knew that question. Well, yeah. you're, you're I'm, I'm reading it, but I knew that question before I was ready. <laughs> I'm fine, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I think, so Burnley drew at Anfield in the 2019-2020 season. They won one better in the 2020-21 season when they won 1-0. I don't know if you remember that. I remember that very well. I remember, I remember made that. made the, the first away site to win at Anfield in 68 league matches, which was is Leeds mad. Is, Leeds and then came Not the second Burnley. after that. Oh, yeah, after yeah, that, Leeds, yeah. like, won last week. Yeah, yeah. So, well done. Uh, that was... 4-1. Watching wow. my club's result today, you know, I'm, uh, I yeah. can't lie. I'm a sucker for statistical coincidences. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, today's focus is on uh, Arsenal, right? They Today, uh, on today's date, what is today's date? The 6th of November, um, Arsenal have just won. Um, oh my God, I was just watching the match. 1-0 against, against Chelsea. 1-0 uh, And they are now 34 points. After playing th- 13 matches, sitting on the top of the table, two uh, points above Man City. And now, in, if, if history tells us anything, uh, anybody with above 30 points after 13 games played, pretty much every single team has won the Premier League, bar one team. Yeah, I knew you were <laughs> which is, mention yeah, that. Which is obviously Newcastle in the 1995-1996, where they bottled it. Um which yeah. was quite unfortunate at the time. But statistically, it's looking very, very favourable. And I think we're going to basically talk today, are they going to win it? Are, are Arsenal going to win the Premier League? No. Ali? Nah. Nah. No, not even the statistical nah. significance. Sod stats. Of being over 30 points. Sod it. No. Not happening. Why do you think that's not happening? I think this... Uh, I think, what is it, in the last six seasons... You've needed above 93 points to win the Premier League. Um, Liverpool, obviously, in Man City, set that standard. I think uh, in the last six seasons, yeah, 93, I've got it written down, 93 points, 100 points, 98 points, 99, 86 and 93. And Arsenal, to me, are not a team that have it in them to break the 90-point barrier. Uh, it's as simple as that really like Man City are a machine they have a machine up top and eventually they'll just keep grinding out results like they did yesterday when they were a man down for like 60 odd minutes ended up winning you know cheap penalty if you want to say that but still they got the three points 
And I just can't see Arsenal matching them for that long. This team is a team that capitulated at the end of the last season. They didn't have the mental like uh, fortitude to see out a top four finish. I just can't see them having you know enough about them to see out a title finish within the span of uh, a year, like to make that kind of development in the squad. Gr- granted, you know, there's always a chance that he could fall off, but it just doesn't seem likely to me. And that's that's really why I would it's, say there's a few factors there. It's, then it's hard to do that. It's 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 really hard. You, yeah. you need to remember where Man City, Liverpool were. Each and every season, just going for ninety points, can also do that. Yeah. Plus, coming back from the World Cup, will the team gel as quickly? Who will get injuries? All these different factors. Do they have as come. many players going to the World Cup? Oof, they've got quite a few. They got well, parties going. That's one I could think on the top of my head. Saka, Saka's another White one. is probably looking at a call up with the injuries. Oof, he's going. And Ramsdale, he's, he's playing really well. Ramsdale as well. Yeah. Uh, Tierney, no, no, Scotland didn't make nah, it. Yeah, I'll start to Ukraine. Carol, uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus, Martinelli uh, might get in the squad for Brazil. Um, Jack is going, isn't he? Yeah, with Switzerland. So, Switzerland so. so that's that's their core midfield. Odegaard obviously is being rested. The Japanese uh, um, defender. Tomiyasu is probably Tomiyasu's going Japan. There's a lot of players in our team which are going. Gabriel's going, isn't he? You said that. Gabriel, yeah. Gabriel probably going. Odegaard. Jesus, yeah. So most of their Brazilian. Most, are, most of the team's going. Are yeah. they going to come back the same? Are they going to be fatigued? Mm. With the Europa League coming in, uh, yeah. the Carabao Cup fixtures coming in, yeah. FA Cup later on in the season. You know, will they break? What will happen? That's the thing. They have decent depth, though. I will say they have decent depth this season. Maybe more. Um, you know, they've got. Uh, they've had decent cover at left back as well. Was Zinchenko being out for a couple of months? He'll be rested, though. And he's a, he's he'll a be very, rested. Yeah, yeah. Ultimate utility player as well. Like can literally play. But the main thing is their striker backup. I mean, Jesus doesn't play. Who who starts with him in the number nine role? Ketia. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're looking to be matching City for 90 plus points, is Enketi going to be the player to grind out those like results, like a way to, I don't know. But this is the thing. Like, they are proving everybody yeah. wrong. They are, you know, even Gabriel Jesus, will they peg Man City for for that top place or even top two? Like, let's say, if, uh, for example, they're, they're really impressive. They're really getting it's, it's, the most out of their players as much as possible. That, oh, I think they don't have the... the the players, I don't like. I don't sound disrespectful because you know football is a professional. You know it took so much for them to get to the top, but I don't think they have the mental capacity to match what Man City have. Do you understand where I come from? But do you not think it's quite impressive that so far the momentum of okay, let's say you're saying the mental capacity, but out of the top six clubs, they won uh, Tottenham three one. They beat Liverpool three two. They just beat Chelsea. Uh, one nil. Nah. Like it's it's yeah, th- no, these but, are very but, very but, 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 impressive impressive I mean, results. Impressive yeah, awesome. and these are the results that really um either make it for you. Yeah, and I think uh, I'll be honest with you, putting my two pence in is the consistency in the other matches. Yeah, but at that, the same the time, Premier League you can't hold that off. You mentioned. Gabriel Jesus there and you mentioned 3-1 against Tottenham and that was the last time Jesus actually scored in the league yeah I think so, Darwin Nunez has more goals I mean, he scored than 8 Jesus. goals this season not in the league 5 in the league oh, 5 in the five league in sorry the league. Yeah, I'm so, looking at total is, you know you're getting to a point now you know just before the break to the World Cup is a title winning team's striker going to be on 5 goals that isn't to say he's not contributing elsewhere on the pitch like obviously Gabriel Jesus has been really really good yeah, five and assists. I'm not like knocking him I'm just saying Again, it, it just to me, it just keeps going back to that point. You need such an insane uh, points total at the end of the season to be within a shout. And you, like those games where you just need your striker to that's, pull something out of anywhere, 
I don't. I just can't see Jesus doing that. Imagine if Arsenal not draw a couple of games, Man City win a couple of more, right? Where does where does it leave Arsenal? Just just saying, will they will they have the mental capacity to overcome Man City? Well, that's the thing. Or, they, you know, or will they have? Will they be one point behind like Liverpool I, have been? I, I think you know some of their players will have to have an, um, you know an immense season to carry them. Well, like Saka had yeah. been carried them last season. You know, Martinelli was becoming a lot more consistent. I mean, he he didn't have a breakthrough season that last season, but it was the season before. Yeah, and then he had that injury. Didn't and he? the injury, yeah. And this season, he's he, he's looking really good. He's matched Jesus for league goals. He's tied with Jesus for five league goals. And I think it's elsewhere on the pitch as well. Like, they've really excelled. For me, I think the most impressive thing about Arsenal this season is their... Um, midfield. midfield yeah I think oh, I, I mean it pains me to say Karin Xhaka yeah exactly I was just the, player, the player that you really hate the most, oh, hate the most. in the league really? he's probably I been the most, most important I, I would say that. maybe party's more, party's more important <laughs> to the midfield but Jack has 100%. brought leadership skills this season that we haven't seen from I, him I think before. it's more I think it's more him not being reckless and more maturity coming to him yeah I mean he's what like 30 years old so maturity's come a bit late but you know what you have to give credit I think there was a moment today in the Chelsea game where he kind of faced up to Chaloba yeah and he just looked like a calm presence where I feel like earlier he was starting it he was starting but did you see most of the Arsenal players were like what are you doing like, yeah, yeah, but my point is, like, I feel like earlier seasons... Uh, <laughs> it was right at the end of the match, ago, right? Yeah. yeah, like, I feel like a few seasons ago, you'd see him throw a headbutt in there or something daft where he gets him sent off. Whereas this season, he's he's leading by example. And yeah. the midfield uh, domination that they have game in, like in games, you know, against lesser opposition where you expect them to, they, they bring that, they bring what's expected of them. And even in the big games, like you said, they, they don't shy away from uh, big games. But ultimately, you know, like Ali mentioned before, the World Cup is a huge factor, and uh, if they lose either Jaka or Party, I think they'll I struggle mean, massively. I'm looking at it now. Party, Odegaard, so Lukonga. Party's injury prone as well. Yeah, look, he is injury prone. Lukonga, Jaka, Fabio Vieira. Oh my God, that guy. Oh, he is so is a uh, he's he's an unpolished diamond. He's and then uh, Emil Smith Rowe's obviously been a bit injured, and he he was he was playing really good uh, for like, a, so, like some parts of last season I do, I, like I don't disrespect Arsenal in any sense but you know like if you had to put them on like a graph they're going the right way though you know oh they are they're going the right I, way I think we were that's, gonna that's one thing we have to touch upon for. that for Mikel Arteta we have to can, touch can, upon can I just quickly mention the first ever podcast we recorded I did say between uh, Arteta and Lampard. So- Solskjaer and Lampard Arteta is going to succeed definitely because he he's professional and yeah, he has mental capacity. I think he has he has the IQ to be be a world class coach. Well, I did say that. We were we we were we are going to touch <laughs> upon that because you know I I think you know Arteta has to take so much credit for what he's done at Arsenal. Does that, does that pain you badly? And uh, no, it doesn't. No. You know, like I'll be honest with you, I think we were take you know they became the Mickey Club. They were gonna. Uh, they looked like they were like a, a mid-table club at no, one point. No. Like, um, uh, let's be honest. I think that's a bit. Let's be honest. the start, you know, like the tw- uh, twenty games he managed, the first ever season he managed, um, five losses, six draws, and nine wins. A, p- a points per game of one point six five. Right. You know, that's that's I mid-table. Can, right. can, can I, can and then the season after okay. that, I'll, I'll let you finish. I'll mention what I wanted. No, the season after that, I think that, we have to we have to mention the way that they were playing, the way that they were. Um, getting points the, the way that they were losing matches uh, at the end of the match well, you know yeah have you not have you not noticed the transition of plays he's brought on his own players 100% they, they play from a what 
was it a very defensive team? I just didn't see it at the count, time. Counter-attacking team. And there's, they played a little bit too attacking with Aubameyang, yeah. and that, Lacazette and Martinelli. And uh, they they've they've rebuilt really well. Yeah. I'll say that the pie is in my face. Yeah, like uh, I didn't see it at the time. And I'll be honest with you, now looking back, like the guy did the Amazon Prime uh, uh, documentary as well. And at the time I was thinking, this is the most cringiest, but also the stupidest thing to do. Um, which will be great to see for for viewing numbers because we'll see them fail. But fair play to the guy. Like now, people are coming out saying, "Well, the first couple of years of uh, Arteta when he was under Arsenal, he was given so many. Uh, he was given vibes like Pep. The way he was talking, the way he was like managing players, it was just Pep, but with Arteta's face. Yeah. And he stuck with that all the way through, and he's made his own version of what Arsenal and and uh, you know this this tiki taka type of football, what, what, which is kind of like uh, you know reminiscent of old Arsenal. Would you it's not just, say? It just came to me, a key player to to to, to that team, Saliba. Of course, their defense yeah, has been like, insane like, this season. Like, like, I, know, yeah, I, bet I was laughing, Ben White for fifty mil. Well, I, I mean, again, I no, would love to have no, him now as a centre back. You, you know, everyone thought he was not great, but as a right back, positionally, he's been in the right positions. You know, he's. He's controlling where players are going. It's something which Van Dijk used to do. I don't know if he's watching. He's pushing players out of position, making balls go out for throw-ins instead of going for the tackles. Like a very mature yeah. centre-back, centre as they should. Yeah, but on the on this topic of, of giving Arteta credit, I was reading today um, that this Chelsea game uh, in, the, in the afternoon was his 150th game uh, in charge of Arsenal. And where do you think he ranks in terms of like all-time Arsenal managers... In their first 150 games, when I think does quite he high because he's got like 50 points bi- total, 58% oh, yeah, in t- in win rate. Games won, yeah, f- he's got 58% win rate, which is quite high. Like. Yeah, he's first, he's actually first. He's, first. he's outperformed wow. managers like Wenger, yeah, and wow. like, uh, and you know, that's uh, obviously Wenger won within his first two seasons, he won the Premier League, didn't he? Yeah. Like, it goes to show you again, like, how much the bar has been raised with Man City and Liverpool, but even in the invincible season. He's actually like Arsenal right now. We're on course for a projected points total higher than the Invincibles achieved. And wow. the Invincibles, I think they got ninety points, did they? When no, we got less than that. Less, it was eighty-seven or something. It was, it was like in that. the eighties, I think. Yeah. So the Invincibles really. Let me just check out. I think the Invincibles might have been only eligible, or like most like achieved one title win based on their points in the last six seasons. Because, like I say, like I know we've touched on this point a million times now, but like just the standards that Man City and Liverpool have set are just ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, fair play to Arteta, but I just, just can't see it being enough. Like, I know, as much as we praise them, the, like the midfield, the defence, the attack, Man City are just a oh, machine, man. sorry, it was exactly 90 points. 90 bad, points, yeah. yeah, I thought so, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see them win it. I'd like to see someone other than City win it. I just can't see it happening, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, I don't. I don't want to. Ask I mean, even Tottenham, they they look like they were in contention of like really pushing Man City all the way and possibly pipping it. Yeah, I think we've got two. We've got we've got we've got Man City if they stay consistent and there's not like a you know a, a random drop uh, in injuries, players fatigue, or just tactically that they just become. But Haaland missed the last two games and they didn't miss a beat. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, that's Man City for you. Exactly. I mean, yeah. they, they they had like a run of like scoring 15 goals in uh, in three games and they had no strikers. They were just like yeah. all setting attack in mid. And also you have to <laughs> um, keep in mind that Arsenal haven't played Man City yet because yeah. of their... Post- they, they had their fixture at home postponed yeah. 
and uh, it, has, it hasn't been rescheduled. So they will go into the uh, into into the World Cup break a game in hand against everyone else on the table, I think. Well, this is the thing. That that performance with Man City winning 95th minute against Fulham is the performances of a title-winning team. And the the problem is, is that... I mean, I say the problem is, is that for me, obviously, as a Man United fan, but the problem is, is that, um, you know, this happens way too often. Like, they are showing signs of, actually, this is another season for them. You know, like, they will claw back a win. They will get those points. Yeah, I and mean, that, it's not even the case of it a comes s- signs to. of a title-winning team. It's just they are a title-winning team. City. That's that's who they are now. Like, the squad right now is probably at its most mature, you know, like, most experienced. In the, in the last in the last 10 years, Man City have dominated the Premier League. Like, as it's Pep, isn't it? Yeah. It's Pep. So it's yeah. Pep up against his protege, which is a nice little storyline for the Premier League. It would be absolutely poetic, I think, in a way, like kind of the prodigal son returning. Yeah, like the prodigal son. Yeah, the the handing over of the torch. Student, uh, student becoming the master. Yeah, yeah. and like um, I don't know, it's a bit uh, like Greek mythology involved. Like the son being the father, you know, like it's 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 a nice story, but I just feel like uh, perhaps you can do him dirty. Let's be honest. Yeah, I feel like when it gets to I don't know, you know, when it gets to I don't know. Well, I mean, let's talk about how. You know they've had a lot of highs this season, but they've also had a few lows. Uh, they lost to Man United. Uh, you know when you watched that game, what did you think? Like, did you see a team that could challenge for the title in that game? Nah, uh, we just tactically outplayed them. Yeah, and which is really funny because Man United never do that. Um, <laughs> at the moment they don't, anyways. But yeah, we just we we just um, it was just a smash and grab, really. To be honest with you, uh, don't get me wrong. A few decisions went our way. Uh, yeah, I I think they were. I think Arsenal were a bit unlucky. They definitely showed yeah. signs of where they did not have any fear about going down and then trying to claw that back. Yeah. If anything, that that's you know, it just never made the game like feel like oh we were out of it. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the things I felt in every single game Arsenal have done. Like they never feel like they're out of it, and they they you know they've had a few obviously high scoring matches, but they've had a few where they've just pipped it. They didn't look convincing, but they pipped it. Yeah. Um, obviously, this uh, another uh, loss that they had against PSV, um, and that came after a one-one draw with Southampton. Southampton. Who exactly, uh, high flyers this season, probably shoo-ins for a lot of people for relegation. Yeah, Ralph is uh, he's been on, on notice. Has he been sacked? He's been sacked. Oh, he's been confirmed the sack. Yeah. Oh, oh damn. Well, I didn't. I'm going to the Athletic, so yeah. Well, sacked. I mean, it was coming to be fair, but uh, there you go. Breaking news on the podcast, courtesy of Ali. But um, yeah, I mean, again, like I don't know how much we can really say but based on we've seen i don't know i'm kind of revisiting now like they are ahead of man city based on what we've seen it's not out of the realm of possibility but i just i just really can't see it and they've got brighton at home and wolves away to play before the world cup break you would expect them to to go into the world cup at least top but you know could be a bit of a Bogey, bogey team there. Uh, yeah, Wolves away could be a difficult fixture. Do, do you think well, they've had issues at Brighton as well? Yeah, do you think? But that's a whole. Well, I think everybody you, you has. Fancy them in the Emirates though. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're playing really good. I think the Potter legacy is uh, carrying on. Oh, they got. Um, sm- they got. Uh, oh, they won yesterday. They, they won. came back against Wolves. Yeah, yeah, they won. Yeah, they were losing the one, and then yeah. came back to win. Um, okay. Um, do you think Gabriel Jesus will be enough for them to possibly? No, nah. no, I think. Nah. I mean, straight away, I was going to finish the question there. You're like, nah, nah I know what you're going to say. I think uh, statistically as well, um, throughout his Premier League career, he's always uh, underperformed his XG slightly, and which is crazy, right? Like he's still 
I don't think it's crazy. Okay. No, no, just he's still a top class player, but he's he's just couldn't make it at Man City. But like I he would go, he slot into top no, six teams. I think if you look at the context no. the way of he the plays. transfer, if you look at the context of the transfer before the season and where we are now, Jesus to Arsenal made sense. They're not. They weren't anyone's title challengers before the ball was kicked in August. And at City, we all watched him for years, getting chances put on a plate for him by players like De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva. And he just did not look like a title, you know, not like a, like a world... He's on world class. Cl- he's on the brink of world class. He's always been That's on, the, thing, the, on brink. the brink. Yeah, and Arsenal just felt like a right fit for him. Um, you know, a team that's challenging for top four, he's good enough for that. And I think he still is that, like, based on uh, his like, scoring output. Like, yeah. he plays well in the team of Arsenal, but goals winning games, he can get those goals. Like, right now, he's playing, like, the the false nine, and he's trying to bring Martinelli and Saka into the game. Do you see that? And, yeah, yeah. You know, they, well, he's a great dribbler, yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah, he's, he's a great insane dribbler. Dribbling, like, uh, and if you look at Saka and Martinelli, you know, they turn the fullbacks inside out, and obviously, they could square it in, and, you know, that's how the goals come in. Yeah. So, do, you, do you think um, have you guys seen the all or nothing series I've seen it yeah I've seen a bit of it I yeah. saw the charts that Arteta was drawing yeah to be fair I just I, see I, you know the iconic moments where he saw playing you'll never walk on yeah. the, at the stage what do you call it at the training pitch do you, do you think um, he as a manager is a complete manager and now that's another thing that's going around nowadays where a manager can't just be just the the tactician you know the managerial i forgot what the what the word is was basically he has to encompass everything in the club he has to like micromanage a lot of aspects he has to breathe in also also football club he has to breathe it but also i don't know if if you remember the Aubameyang incident yeah he knew he wanted to get him out because he's not listening to him but the board was saying we can't lose him so what did he do he did it a perfect way perfect perfect way he uh, documented all the things that were going wrong with Aubameyang. He had enough evidence where he literally, you know, there was one instance where, uh, you know, they basically had uh, he just said to the board, like, look, you know, we have to let him go because of this instance and his supporting information. And, like, I feel like no other manager nowadays would would have that capacity to know that type of plan with each type of player. He, he's he's no, really no, good no, at micromanaging I, 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 all that I aspect disagree of things. That. Um, Pe- obviously, I know Pep and Klopp do that because Klopp did it with Sacco when he initially came in. He got Sacco, Sacco right out of the team. He missed a couple of um, training sessions. He came late to a flight to Boston. He's like, no, nah, I don't want you in my team. Yeah. Straight away. I will say that, um, that that's not as that's not as comprehensive what Michael Arteta it's did. It's not, but Klopp knew what he wanted. I'm gonna, uh, this might but, be controversial, but I don't give Arteta as much credit for getting rid of Aubameyang as a lot of people do. I think he saw it as the perfect opportunity to kind of cast out an important member of the team that was underperforming anyway, and he just had the perfect excuse to drop him. Um, I think if uh, you know, but if okay, say for example, maybe let's this say might sound controversial. The 21st right? century version of but let's of say, man management, because before you could literally just you know okay. do the hair dryer treatment. Yeah, but okay, this might be controversial, but Parties had some issues with the law and he started almost we, every game. Allegedly, we don't Allegedly, know. Yeah. yeah. Allegedly. Um, you know, have to make that clear. Allegedly. And a lot of people were calling for him to be at least dropped while things were being investigated. But Arteta never dropped him once. There was never any indication from the club that he was going to be. Now, obviously, there's a chance the club knows more than the general public do. But at the same time, it kind of... Um, what I don't know, it implies to me or indicates to me that Arteta wouldn't drop a player that's important to his squad. 
and Obama Yang wasn't that at the time. And maybe if Obama Yang was, despite the disciplinary issues, I think he would have still kept him if he was still scoring. Yeah, it's crazy that you say that because Lacazette was performing nowhere near how he was initially when he came to Arsenal. And yet he was still benched. And he wasn't playing that many. He was exactly, starting yeah, that I'm many. I'm saying if, if the like, player is important and playing well, I don't think he gets I, dropped. I think right it's there. a great reset. I think it's one of those things where, look, you know, I need to put my imprint on and I need to get these guys out. And if they're not playing to what I want to play, then they're out. And no, then the way I'm going to do it that's is... That's not a problem. My point is, is, is he, you know, does he have the ability is like in terms of his man management to drop someone who is playing well for other reasons? I feel like he gets a lot of credit for that, you know, rebuilding uh, the squad. But at the time, he dropped players that deserve to be dropped. And I feel like we're giving him a bit too much credit for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I, I say that even, even in the 2019-2020 season, he won the FA Cup. He did. Yeah, and he won the FA Community Shield. I know that doesn't mean that as much, but... It's still like, a trophy. It's still, yeah, it's still, you know, competition-wise, keeping that mentality going through all the way. Can it's really you, important. Who got him to those finals? Who got him to those trophies? Though? It was Aubameyang at that time. Yeah. He was okay with Aubameyang because he was getting the goals. He was getting the trophies. But when shit hit the fan, yeah, he was like, nah, don't want you in my team. It's certainly very he did, interesting. He did, he did, he did, he did yeah. execute that perfectly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Um, would you guys then say, you know, Arsenal are possibly now guaranteed a top four place given how well they're doing? They can't, they can't drop from here, can they? They can't fall off. Yeah, I think it's similar to Newcastle in a way where this season, they found themselves making progress well beyond their um, projected, you know, figures or whatever. I think both boardrooms will be quite similar right now and thinking like, whoa, like, how are we in this position? And that affords Arsenal the luxury of maybe taking their foot off the gas in the Europa League. They should be winning it or they should be reaching far into it anyway. But if they don't, they were only pushing for a Champions League qualification through it. They're a club that's probably seeing themselves above that competition in a sense. And now I think a lot of clubs are, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, well, you're moment. a fan of one of them, aren't you? Let's be honest. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know... Definitely got more clout now. now. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. Like, I th- It's still memeable when a team like Arsenal and... Barca. Uh, Barcelona especially, yeah. Uh, like Atletico Madrid didn't even make it. They didn't even make it, yeah. They, they, they were last. Yeah. So like those teams dropping but into Atletico it. Atletico Madrid seen were last. The, yeah, they didn't yeah, make yeah, it. They, so yeah. They're in a conference league. And yeah. uh, no, 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 I don't think they're, they're well, I'm pretty sure they get, if you're fourth, you get in a conference league. No, no. in the conference league. No, no. no I think it's, so. I, I think it's a, it's a playoff. Is you it? have to play another team to, to get into that conference. I think... Wow. There's definitely another match for them to play another European competition of some sort. But uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like, but back to my, just to finish that point is they can now take their foot off the gas in the Europa League and that will help them in the league because if they've already reached the knockouts, they'll probably get past the first few rounds quite easily depending on who they draw. Yeah. And then if it comes to it where they have to prioritise the league over it for a title challenge, they will because Champions League's, uh, is what it is. They don't have to like focus on the Europa League for a Champions League spot because they've pretty much secured it. Although saying that, there's still quite a few, uh, you know, more than half the season left. Top four is quite competitive this year, I think, with Liverpool looking to finish top four, Tottenham, Arsenal, and even Newcastle's in the mix now. So Chelsea. And Chelsea as well, yeah. Man United. Man United. Well, well no, 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 Liverpool in the mix. Sorry, did you say Liverpool? I can't I say Liverpool. I yeah, can't I should have said Man United because they're ahead of <laughs> Liverpool, yeah. aren't they? So, my bad, uh, no, my bad. Uh, they, they were ninth yeah. though today. I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. Ali, where's Liverpool right now? Where's Liverpool this year? You're eighth. You're eighth. You're eighth. Oh, damn. Fair enough. You're doing well. Well done. I mean, Thank yeah, you very yeah, much, yeah. Klopp. Klopp's doing bits. Conference League. Yeah. We could do well in that. They could do well in that. 
Yeah, I've got to I mean, the qualifiers are hard, though, I'll tell you. <laughs> you, you I've you, not you, been there. You know what, bro? We're all I think there's an automatic spot yeah. for the Premier League. We've won the Champions League. We're all the mate. You know, we'll go for a Conference League now. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. Have you won the Europa League? Yeah. What? We, no, Liverpool have won a Europe League as a club. They've won a Europe League. Yeah, yeah well, oh, as a club. Free, uh, well, they won in 2001, most recent time. 2001. Uh, yeah. No, uh, I thought it was a recent thing. I, was I, was thing. I missed it there, yeah. All right. Okay, yeah. well, um, uh, just to finish off then, uh, as we always do, uh, predictions on where Arsenal are going to finish. Arsenal are going to finish fourth. Fourth, okay. I'll say third. No, wait, no, second, second. Yeah, I, second. I, I would say second as I'll, well. Just I think, I think injury is going to take its toll on them. I don't know. I don't know why I have this. You have to remember, a lot of other teams are going to get injured as well. Of course, of course. Yeah. Half of Liverpool teams. So what gone. were you saying? Second, me, you second. Ali Didn't you say fourth. two weeks ago that what's got Arsenal going to drop off as well, big time? I don't know. I'm pretty sure you said that. Oh, well, I don't know. Well, you it, said Newcastle might slip in the top four in that sense. I'm pretty sure you said that. I can't remember that. It's okay. You, could, you know, you have a cheat. I mean, Newcastle right. are top three right now, so forget about slipping into the top four. It's about slipping out of the top slipping four. Slipping out, yeah. All right, guys. All right, we'll we'll finish on that point there. All right, then. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. As always, you can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok by searching the handle 343football. That's F-U-T-B-O-L. And on Instagram by searching 343football podcast. You can also listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher, and all other major podcast networks.